Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show yeah. with guest host Susie Schuster. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Susie, you're ten times better than your husband. Oh, can you just do me a favor and put that on a t-shirt? Today's guests. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Writer for the Ringer.com, Mirren Fader. Plus, NFL Network reporter, Tom Pelissaro. And now, it's Susie Schuster. Yep, Tom Pelissaro calling in shortly from Green Bay from the shareholders meeting, of which Mike Del Tufo is a very proud, proud, <laughs> barely owner, but whatever. Hey. But you're an owner. You're, it's like being in a, in a fan club, and, and you basically get nothing for it. But it's great, <laughs> and you feel good about yourself. And we are all about confidence and feeling good about oneself here on The Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster, along with TJ Jefferson. Hello, sir. Hello, Susie. Thank Hello. you for having me. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm the one. I'm the interloper. Well, let's not forget. Last time you were here, you said that it may. The reason I'm even here might have a little something to do with you. So I'm saying thank you for yes, having me. Yes, I am yes. your biggest fan and your biggest cheerleader. Thank you, Christopher Brockman. Uh, depends uh, on the day. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Come on. <laughs> I agree. Especially Christmas. once we figured out that not you were. So much. Especially Susie, when we figured out that your your Tupperware wasn't jabroni Tupperware. It was like the, the Pyrex, By the, the good way, stuff. Hold on, that, hold on, hold on. Then I yeah. knew why you were upset. DJ thought for a second that you gave me, you know, jabroni plastic Tupperware back in like 2012, whenever this was. Yeah, he yeah. didn't know it was the glass. And then I thought Pyrex. about it, and then I thought, and Rich was like, "Really?" I was like, "Oh no, I forgot who I was dealing with. This is Susie. This got to be the good stuff." This Not is the only Pyrex. was it great Tupperware that my friend Blair Cohan had given me because she takes Tupperware very seriously. But you returned it in a brown paper bag and handed it to my oh, child I, I and said, it. I and said it. something like, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, something awful. May somebody bring Cage Brockman Tupperware. Hi, Mike Del Tufo. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen while he is on assignment with Peacock doing Tokyo Gold, having the greatest time of his life. Talking about Taekwondo. 17-minute archery highlights, Taekwondo, handball, Doing highlights that would make me literally throw up. I would be so nervous as they hand you that shot sheet and they spell things out phonetically. Chris and I have already said, like, let's just not say anything. It's A. 
That guy, that the guy. guy. That guy was from Italy. And <laughs> I, I will say this, though, watching him, and I'm not just saying this because we're on the show, but watching him yesterday, first of all, he had a purple tie that I was like, yo, that's a pretty pimp. Mm-hmm. But secondly, I was like, yo, man, this dude just, he doesn't do this all the time anymore. And it's just like fall, riding a bike. He's, oh, yeah. and, I'm no, and I know for a fact he wasn't paying attention to any of those sports, and yet he's reading this stuff, he's on it, and I'm just like, all right, yeah. That's well, it. We can so stop talking about Rich like he's not yeah, listening. He's right. Like, Rich, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, Rich. Hello, guys. <laughs> oh, Rich, you, you heard all that. here. Yeah. Oh, why somebody yeah. tell me Rich was on the phone? Yes, indeed. Hi, I honey. Here. How, how you doing? We just had a blackout, a surge in I the studio, and, and guess what? We're here. We're, we're back. back. We're back. back. I'm, I'm glad you're back. I don't understand, um, if you don't mind me just starting off here, by I don't understand why Tom Pelissero is on the show because, Mike, aren't you plugged in with what? what's going on with the shareholders? <laughs> aren't you, like, locked in with your fellow owners as to what's on the agenda? Like, why do we need a reporter to call in about what's happening? Well, you heard, what Chris, you heard what Chris reported. I As soon as the, the meeting started, I got up and I yelled, uh, quote, the, the quote. He doesn't throw touchdowns. I mean, he doesn't throw uh, touchdowns. Uh, you know, that Brian was the first thing I said. I got <laughs> muted right after that. They blocked me on the, on the Zoom. Oh, I got it. I understand. So I tried, Rich. <laughs> hey, Rich, Rich, you know how I feel about it when you go after Mike Del Tufo. I mean, you, you know how I feel. No, like, I know. Keep, it, yeah. keep I know. it civil, please. He's my old friend here. No, I, I understand that. Um, but I'm, I'm eager to find out, you know, um, you know who, if, if the board of electors that got elected today are the people that Del Tufo Oh. in his um, his ballot. You sent in your ballot, right? Mike? Yes, but I haven't seen who's on the board yet. I need to see the... Uh, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I I'm working, Rich, Rich, Rich. You oh, would have seen me working. during the, the power surge <laughs> thing. You would have been very That's proud true. of me. He was on fire. I mean, I me know. and Hoskins were... Working. This is when this is when you're at your finest, and I'm glad that we had you on that wall. Yeah, I'm glad we had you on that wall. And also, Rich, Mike will Mike will get the job done, and he will also let you know that he's getting the job done. I've just got that. You got to pat yourself on the back. I mean, who's not your biggest? Yeah, it's a good thing AT and T didn't have a generator, but whatever. (laughs) So, uh, so Rich, tell us about your highlights today on Tokyo Gold. You said you have oh, a, yeah. you had like a thirty seven minute archery highlight. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why I love the archery. I I don't I don't know why, but um, you know today's archery highlight was intense. Um, we had the the United States um, getting sent uh, home, the three man team sent home, and then the South Koreans and the Japanese. I did not know this that when there's a tie. What do you do when there's a tie at the end of the round and you've gone through the shootouts and there's a tie? I did not know that it's closest to the bullseye. Hmm. Um, that was wow. new to me, that, that they basically take everyone's shots and whoever's got a shot closest to the bullseye wins. And uh, as I pointed out, that probably also got them a golf bag. I think that's how you got a golf bag in a golf tournament once, Chris. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you know, so... They got a golf bag and then, you know, a gold medal match against Chinese Taipei. And, you know, uh, the video was just put out on our friends at Peacock right now. It's, it's, it's a stirring finish, three consecutive bullseyes and then a bullseye to win it. Um, they, 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 almost, excuse, they almost ran video at the end um, that, that, uh, of me, off, you know, on camera. But, you know, off camera that they shot me, they, they took the ISO camera of me 
doing the highlight, and apparently I, I got up out of the chair uh, <laughs> when that third bullseye hit. Because, you know, I mean, you just, it's, You're feeling it's just, I got lost in the moment. So does it feel like Sports Center back in the day? Because when I watched you the first one, I, I had weird deja vu. Well, you know, I, I texted you before we went on the air that first day, and I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm back in a time machine. And then you even gave me, you texted me. This is when I knew it was working, guys, is that <laughs> when I dropped the line for, oh. I, I think it was um, uh, Kalish uh, in the 4 by 100 uh, individual um medley that um his best his, his best um his best stroke was the breaststroke and i called him a breaststroke man and <laughs> I, I knew it was working when i get a text from my wife from Susie saying did you just call somebody a breaststroke <laughs> I'm like yes we're back yes i did you know so it's it is kind of like that you know it it, it it's it's like I know what you said, TJ. It, it it it's kind of like um, riding a bike, you know, going back in the highlight machine. And I just I love it. Like today's first block of Tokyo Gold was 20 minutes long, and we had swimming, gymnastics, um, we had uh, archery, we had skeet, um, and then uh, the triathlon, which was can you imagine this? Like so, you you know you've got to obviously swim, bike, and run, which is nice. Yeah, and and triathletes are on the, your marks to get started with the swim being first. You got to swim a mile, and then you've got to bike. I think twenty four miles, and then run six miles. Yeah, that's insane. It's no, nuts. no, thank you. Awful, <laughs> so, awful. So this is so this so they started though, but the TV boat. You know the boat with the TV camera, so you can get a tight shot of everyone jumping in the water. Yeah, they were they, they they were misplaced, and they started the race while the boat was trying to get out of the way, and half the swimmers couldn't jump in, <laughs> <laughs> and the other half jumped in. And so, like, could you imagine you train your whole life, or you were prepared for last year, and then obviously COVID pushes it to this year, and this is your moment, this is it, and you're on the line, and you're thinking, are they going to move the boat? Like. Rich, I offered my services. Out of the way. They didn't accept oh, me. I was going to drive the boat. They, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't, let me, they wouldn't let me do it. By the way, TJ had to take his glasses off and wipe his eyes when you said skeet. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'll tell you, it's odd, it's odd that the TV boat, uh, as it was driving away, I did get to see the the, uh, the back of it. It did say two pump chump on it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it Rich, what name, when you see a shot sheet coming, what name so far has made your stomach drop? All of them. Mm, about right. I mean, all of them. And, you know, we're, we're, they're being spelled phonetically and, um, you know, it's just, but it's been so much fun. I mean, it's just a blast and, you know, just being back in the old highlights and um, machine and, and the crew, you know, it's the first time everyone's working together and we're getting better each show and everyone seems to be really um, enjoying it. And it's so cool. I just Instagrammed out a photo of you, Suze, at the desk where you are and me at the desk where I'm re-airing right now. And it's just so cool. 
that, you know, that you're hosting and I'm hosting and it's a family affair on Peacock. And I love it. It's phenomenal. It's yeah, so we've, we have had fun watching on Peacock and Tokyo Gold is a blast to watch. But like I said to the guys, I mean, those highlights when you I, I'm sweating watching you get through those highlights. I mean, obviously, I have a vested interest, but just as a viewer and knowing that you haven't seen these ahead of time. Right. I, I'm sweating. Well, some of them I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking over. And, TJ, you should know this. You should know this, <laughs> that the archery, the first archery highlight I did, um, Peacock put on TikTok, Hey-oh. and it got over a million views. So <laughs> oh, watch out. The X-Man was kind of right. Like, there's a platform. Uh-oh. There's a platform on TikTok. And, um, you know, I'm just just throwing it out there. Right. There's people. There's, I'm a TikTok star is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. We've seen you uh, do the archery stuff. That was so fun. What, was what sport have you kind of been like, oh, this is actually amazing. Like, what's kind of taken you by surprise? Oh, gosh. Like, um, handball has been unbelievable. Like, I didn't know, you know, some of these rules in handball, um, even, you know, how you could take three steps, which I, I said just like the NBA. <laughs> nice. And, um, you know, uh, that's been pretty cool. Uh, rugby is just getting started. Yep. <laughs> in rugby, uh, uh, the uh, U.S.-Kenya uh, match, Kenya looked like Kenya had uh, scored, but the U.S. punched the ball out before he hit the ground. Wait, so through and the end zone? He did not. He did not. <laughs> no. Are you going to try to change that rule, they, too? <laughs> they didn't catch it because it appears that you have to maintain control all the way to the ground. Like, literally, that happened in rugby today, and they took the points off the board. Like, wow. that happened. So, you know. Was it, was it Dez? Was Dez playing? Yeah, that was, yeah. oh, and, oh, but the best moment of the day, um, the best moment of the day was the, uh, and Ar- was it, she's from Argentina. Yes. Argentinian fencer. She loses and she's in her post match interview and her coach, who's been a partner of 17 years, holds up a sign behind her while she's doing it saying skinny. I guess that's her nickname. Will you marry me? Oh, wow. Proposed gets down on a knee, and I'm told that he tried this 11 years ago, and she said no. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what? He tried again. Shoot your shot, right? Man. That takes some serious cojones. What she oh, said. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but uh, I guess there was some, hold on a minute, mending fencers. Thank oh, you. God. Uh, oh, God. Even when he off the clock, yes. Even when he off the clock, but she said yes this time. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so that was actually an Olympic moment that made our show today as well. So that you're happened. saying that was Tokyo Gold. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It might be uh, Diamond, Tokyo Diamond, yeah. you know? Do you realize that those skateboarders, those girls are a year older than, or not even, they're like three weeks older than Xander? I mean, these girls are 13, Rich. There were two 13-year-olds. It was the youngest um, aggregate age of, uh, average age of, uh, of a podium. All three of them together averaged 14 years and 191 days. Yeah. Crazy. It's unreal. That uh, was great. I mean, and so we're having fun. Table tennis is intense. 
you know, but nothing beats the archery. I mean, you know, you're just staring down and you're firing away. And I had no idea that there's closest to the bullseye. I had no idea that they're, they can go back and stare down and say, like, they, they put the score up with an asterisk next to it, which is like, put a pin in it. We'll check it out later. Sort of like a, whether it's a two or a three and they check it out during the commercial break. And I mean, we're, I'm learning a lot. They have like a wow. sky judge for archery, Rich? I, I think they might. I, I mean, think they might. I did ask for Pereira during the rugby highlight. <laughs> when the ball was not loose. So, can you I, do me a favor? He might be like, like just actually, you know, it's Terry McCauley for NBC. Right, yeah, exactly. That, but yeah. I haven't heard yet. Do me a favor for when you call in tomorrow with your Tokyo Gold Report on Peacock. Yes. Can you yes. find out why the table tennis guys serve the way they do? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really weird. What's yeah, happening well, there? I, I know. They kind of like what, like bounce it, like little little bounces or stuff like off that. off their ear. But they, 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 it's, they, they it's like they're it's servers like in, a, in a restaurant. They're kind of just like, like <laughs> here, and then it's <laughs> like, what is happening? I will. You know what? I'm on it. I'm on it, Suze. We will it. cover Aaron Rodgers if you can figure out what they are doing. <laughs> because when TJ eventually gets his his pool table from The Price Is Right, we're gonna play That's that right. in here. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I like it with the popcorn machine when Aaron Rodgers apparently comes back to practice yes. anyway after all of this. So we'll yeah. see how that works. And just in the same way that Taylor watches drawing tutorials, Chris is going to watch a tutorial on how to serve, and he's going to serve. He's going to pull a pull a yeah. hamstring or maybe yeah. tweak a, no, I'm a gonna trap. I'm going to own you guys once I figure this serve out. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> okay, I love it. All right, Rich. Thanks. Hey, see you, buddy. Yes, see you. Wait, wait, wait. wait. (laughs) Oh, we missed him. Hey, Rich. (laughs) Nah, just kidding. Thanks, Rich. Thanks so much for calling in. Thanks, Rich. Call you later. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of bananas, right? I... Not not to say goodbye to Rich on his own show, but like, hey, thanks, by hey, the way. We're up like, against hey, it, Rich. Like, Tom's calling in. Like, <laughs> moving on. Tom Pelissar is going to call he in. Like, he was actually like, what, you're, this is over? Like, yeah. yeah. He was like, He's having a good time. <laughs> hey, listen, we're, this, we're the blackout crew. That's right. You know what I mean? Well, he only gets an oh. hour on Peacock. You know, it's so three hours. He's, 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 Chris did some research. There was a big power failure in the area. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. I got a ring alert. Guys, we, Ooh, that's right. we survived something there. major here. This yeah. is going to bond us forever. This is bonding. Yeah. This is a bonding moment. The five-minute blackout in El Segundo of 21. Until the book. next bonding moment, which will be when Tom Pelissaro calls in and puts on his FaceTime and lets Mike Del Tufo talk yeah. to all his fellow shareholders. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's all coming up here on the Rich Eisen Show. Stay tuned. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Okay, here we go. Mike Del Tufo. I'm in my natural environment. You I'm are. Field with cheerleaders. Emily, take it away. Hey, Mike, are you nervous? Emily? No, not at all. Good. Well, here, you're set of pop All right. Oh, okay. God. Here, I'll take it. How do you guys hold on to these things? Oh, there Bring we go. Here, microphone. There we go. Okay. All right, Mike. So, what, are you, what, what move are you teaching? Okay, so we're going to do a dance. This is how it's going to start. You're going to step out, and your arms are going to go right, left, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, then you're going to box and pump. Good. Box and pump. So right, left, right, box and pump. Five, six, seven, eight. One and two, three, four. Good. Now your hips are going to go right, right, left while you frame your face. So five, six, and now. Get those hips in there, Mike. Come on. Hair. I got a really, oh. You got a big hair flip to the back. <laughs> and then hair flip all the way over to the front. Hair flip. Good. That's okay. definitely one Let's thing I couldn't do. Okay. Oh my god. And five, six, seven, eight, one, and two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Show off your red boots and walk. So hair flip, maybe. Yeah. It has to be a sassy walk. Yeah. Sassy walk. So walk one, two. That's not sassy enough. Three. <laughs> step together. Four. Now pump it. Five, six. Oh, you guys are real. Eight. No way. You gotta get low on the hair. Focus. You gotta low on the hair. Come up just to so cheer. Ready. Take it from the hair flip. Ready. Right. And five, six, seven, and one, two, That's three, it. four, five, six, seven, eight. Can we do it from the top? Let's do it from the top. top. Ready. Okay, Here hold on a minute. Real fast. So, so how do you how do how would I introduce? Uh, what, what, this what is HTC Mike. <laughs> HTC Mike. I like it. Here we go. HTC okay, Mike ready. and the Houston Texas cheerleaders, everybody. Five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. Back seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, yes, seven, yes. eight. Yes. 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 Okay, Mike, Emily, Mike. tell him what he's won. Mike Del Tufo's, it's a Delphi. It's the first Delphi of the week. HTC Mike. Fantastic. You did great. Not creepy at all. If there had been an Olympic sport for dancing with cheerleaders, Mike Del Tufo would have taken home nothing. That was awful. That was bad. That was bad, but hey, at least you tried it. Well, they 
I was kind of forced into it. Then it, I actually liked it because I went and judged the uh, Wait, forced into it. By the oh, way, yeah, I, I didn't want to, it to do it. I was kind of I was scared uh, to do it. Then I actually went down and judged the next year for the uh, cheerleaders, uh, the Texans cheerleader tryouts, which was unbelievable. It was one of the greatest things I did in my life. It was awesome. All like I know to is watch every time we play that clip, we get. Updated we information on, on the every one of those. Yes. That's Emily, Come and she's friend. married. The he next married, Tiffany, yeah. and we had lunch, and we stayed that. friends. <laughs> because you know? who doesn't want to be friends with Mike Del Tufo, exactly. who is uh, 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 apparently a professional dancer? Right. I mean, clearly, <laughs> with the hair flip. I mean, come on. I'm just saying. He did his thing. You're, so you're killing it. Listen, you're all about confidence and building out your own character. You challenge yourself. You got scared, and look at you now. You're friends with a bunch of hot girls. Exactly. Worked That's out well works. for you. So let's 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 recap. So not only are you a, <laughs> a professional dancer, but you're a shareholder in Green Bay. Yes. So I mean, we learned a lot about Mike Del Tufo here on a regular Monday. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I'm a power failure fixer, whatever you want to call that. A power failure, failure fixer. fixer. I just yeah, made yeah, that yeah. word up, but yep, it, yep, it works. Yep, yep, yep. You're killing it. With Hoskins. Mike, Mike Hoskins in Mike. the back. The double mics really got it us back in the air. I mean we had the we had a flash blackout here for Ba-boom. a minute. It was insane. <laughs> It was, was it, work fast. it was like the Y2K Sports Center commercial. Right. We're all just <laughs> around. Like, follow me to freedom. Like, follow me to freedom. Like, Charlie. Chris's best line during that is like, so when are we going to be back? I go, I don't know. I'm running back. I'm like, like, okay, fine. Gotcha. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just sat here. Yeah. Let you guys fix it. What am I going to do? I can barely turn my computer on. TJ was live tweeting the event. Which was <laughs> you know, I had to. I know people were concerned. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Oh, we had to let them know what's going on. Yeah. 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 And, and plus, it, I had to protect Susie in case the purge really did happen. Because <laughs> Mike was running club. around, so I had to get the clubs a, out. With a golf club. That's a good yeah. point. <laughs> we do. Yeah. By the way, if the purge ever did hit, we have a lot of weapons in here. We yeah, have baseball true. bats and yeah. golf clubs and. I would take the life-size bust of Rich and just pummel somebody over the head with somebody. I mean, I'm just saying, it's a big cabeza. I'm taking the big Tom Brady Patriot head. Well, we got old bottles of wine we could just yeah. sling around. No, first of all, people. no, there's your first mistake. You don't sling around an old bottle well, of wine. You drink know, it. I know. I, I don't think you want to be drinking Natty's this stuff. If there's a purge, here. I'm willing to try it. I'm just Susie, saying. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Oh, that's... I think that's that was probably pretty gross at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got a bottle go. of Dos Hombres over here from Cranston. Now we're talking. Yeah. We that are going to go full mimosa, though, tomorrow, right? Oh, full yeah. mimosa. Full mimosa tomorrow. Are you going to bring fancy, uh, like, champagne flutes for us? Is my name Susie Schuster? That's what I was hoping. I'm just saying. Champagne champagne flutes. Back, actually, I have, like, called? I have, eh, okay champagne flutes. I have one fancy one left. Because who drinks champagne and who doesn't break them when they have fancy ones? So True. I'm going to bring the uh, the catering ones. Because otherwise, we'd probably be drinking out of red Solo cups. So I'm just trying well, to Especially when sure. you finish the whole bottle and you're just, oh, oops. Yeah, oops. Did I just open another one? Yeah, oh, that was an accident. Sorry about that. Tom Pelissaro is going to join us at some point because we should talk sports. But like, hey, why not Why not? Uh, well, keep going with the mimosa front? We've had a blackout, people. We've experienced a crisis yeah. here today. So, I mean, like, I feel like... like like Pac said, Susie, I saw death around the corner, and we, and we, survived. we survived. Was your mom worried, TJ? Did she? Did she text? I'm into really you? surprised she didn't text me. Like yeah. you know, I guess she doesn't care. <laughs> Don't say that, TJ. <laughs> no, I think that uh, I I think we've all gone through a crisis today. We're coming out of it stronger than ever. We're going to have some donuts, mimosas tomorrow, and if Tom Pelissaro calls in for us, then we're going to ask him, of course, to hold up his camera and let Mike Del Tufo ask a question of his fellow shareholders. I told because you. they all want 
him to represent them. Mike, you are the people of Wisconsin. Yeah. When I think of Wisconsin, I think of uh, Mike Del Tufo. <laughs> By the way, fried cheese curds. I've done I think probably five or six games in Lambeau. It's just an adventure. That's the and best stadium you've ever been to? Fan-wise outside Buffalo and Green Bay are close one and two. Yeah. Easy. Like out of all of them. The only place I've ever never been is is uh Foxborough. And not for nothing, have no desire to be there. <laughs> you've not never been lie. to Foxborough? It's the not only stadium nothing. I did not That's work crazy. a game in. It's the only stadium. I mean, like from that when we were doing games. Tom on yet, by the way? Uh, Adam's calling him right calling now. Him. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I can't believe you've never been to Foxborough. I mean, I grew up there, so I'm biased. I mean, I, and I say this. I've been close to it because the truck company that builds television trucks, Game Creek, that we use all the time right. for different sports, is right outside of there. Mm-hmm. I drove past it, but never... I kind of just never wanted to... Like, I'm not a... You know me. I'm a, I'm a yeah, New Yorker. I, I mean, it. that's like foreign... Fenway, yes. Not Foxborough. But, you know, it's like... It's a place that I kind of wish I had actually done a game at in the in the. Well, look, when days. Cam Newton leads us back to the Super Bowl this year, you'll do a game there. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? I mean, I'm hoping for the best positive outcome. That is so un- un-New England of you. You're hoping for the best. Po- <laughs> Get pessimistic, Christopher. It's like, we're like oh, God. See, I don't want to do that, though, because like it's like. It's more fun this way, Chris. You got to have some. It's optimism. more fun. Oh, for, to be optimistic. Yeah. yeah. Like we talked about last week. Yeah. Do I think Dallas is going to win every year? Of course yeah. not. But like, wh- why am I going to spend so many hours of my time devoted to them if I don't at least believe we got a chance? To That's do the something. thing. Is like, and I know what's most likely going to happen is like Cam's going to be fine for like five or six weeks, but then. The, not Tom specifically, but the Tom Kearns of New England, all the idiots on the friggin' local radio, will just be like, well, maybe we should see what we have in Mac Jones. Like, Cam's just so-so. And then all of a sudden, Mac Jones will be starting and be like, "What? let's root for Cam to be awesome. Right. And let Mac just sit for a year or two. Like, the best possible scenario is Cam is amazing. The Pats go 12-5, and five and we rock and roll again. Like, come on. Yeah, that would be great for you. <laughs> That'd be great. And then I could wear f- dumb outfits on Mondays after games. Like, yeah. I'm looking, cool. where's the magic eight ball? Okay, ready? Yeah, magic eight ball. Magic eight ball. Magic hold, eight on, ball. Stand by. hold on, hold on. The question uh, is this. The question is, um, is it likely? That it, does Cam Newton finish the year as the Patriots starting quarterback? Okay, hold on. Magic eight ball. What do you got for me? Mm, come on now. It's, come on. it's searching. It's searching. searching. Come on. What do we it's got? searching. Come on. Come what on, Magic Eight Ball. What do we got? Let's go. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Oh, wow. Without a doubt. Cam. The Magic Eight Ball has spoken, people. Yes. New England, rejoice. Cam Newton's going to take you to the promised land. All right, how about this? You how heard about, it here first on the Rich Eyes. Here's a question show. for you guys. What's more likely to, to like be a long term thing? Okay. Yeah. Cam Newton, Patriots starting quarterback, or Benefer? Ooh, that's oh, a good one. Wow, I like that. Because, by the way, folks, Benefer's back. They're back. General back. Lopez had a back. birthday on Saturday, and she went public. Like, her I mean, and yeah. Ben are official. It's been rumored for a long time. They're on a boat. They've been seen in cars together. Through a casual birthday party ca- in San Tropez. Casual birthday party. Like, they're back. Like, right. they're on the yacht. 
he's patting the booty Booyah. like it's like it's Jenny again. from the Block video Ooh. in 2001. Like it's on. It's you were reading the Daily Mail, weren't you? Yes. I was reading I everything. Yeah, you yeah. were. I mean, because we... you want to know why? I hate this. Right. Free Ben Affleck. This is awful. This is the worst thing that's maybe ever happened in 2021. <laughs> and I know that we just we're still in the middle of a pandemic. That he's back with Jennifer Lopez. Yes, this is you awful. You feel bad this for him? Ter- no, I I, I want to free him. Like something's wrong. Okay. Like I feel like she's maybe holding him captive against his will. Like she, he's been like like Manchurian candidate, like brainwashed. I wish. Like, this, this is, is insane. This I could get brainwashed like Isn't that. Crazy? Somebody, please brainwash me like Ben Affleck's getting brainwashed. Okay, <laughs> if that's if that's what Manchurian candidate does to you, then please. By the way, I, I, I was I and I was that. divorced after ben that. Ben Affleck so, has you know, been through it. so much in his life, Mike. In and out of rehab. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Broken, oh my god! Broken marriages and relationships, and he goes crawling back to Jennifer Lopez, who was with A Rod. Did you see oh, A-Rod was on a boat want, in San Tropez right that? near them? Yes. You What's know that why? about? He's, he's Cause, following. Because A-Rod is a loser who can't get over <laughs> it that he got dumped. But, wow. she, but he goes back to her? Ben, you're Batman. You're a two-time Oscar winner. What are you doing? I mean, you're kind of hitting one of the hottest women on the planet is what you're doing. <laughs> Did you just say hitting? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I just love Susie can say stuff we can't say. I can't get fired. I mean, what, what's my husband going to do? Fire me? Thank we're going to drink champagne that. tomorrow. You, we're going to talk butt huggers in the last segment, people, because I'm sitting in the chair. We're going to drink champagne. It's going to be a long week. This oh, guy, free ben you've seen J-Lo on the boat in the bikini at 52. I don't care if she's 52, she's 62, amazing. 32, 22. Oh, yeah, she looks great. She's amazing. And yeah, you okay, want this look, man, to, and you I'm want not, to free him from I'm that? I'm not saying that she she doesn't look amazing. Yes, I don't understand. She's talking about the I'm not saying that. Hold on. Let's put a pin in this. Tom Pelissaro. Poor Tom Pelissaro. is back. Tom, oh, Tom wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me set this up, okay? <laughs> Hold on, guys. Settle down here. <laughs> Tom Pelissaro from NFL.com and NFL Network is taking time out. No producer. He's in Green Bay by himself. And the poor guy calls into this? All right. Tom, how do you feel about Benifer? Because Chris Brockman wants to free... Ben Affleck, he's upset about the fact that he's on a yacht with J-Lo. How do you feel about that? Forget about Aaron Rodgers. As somebody, as somebody who just turned 40 and I'm in a perpetual state of late 1990s, early 2000s nostalgia, I'm all for us running back things that were cool in 2001. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you feel bad for Ben Affleck? Is he, he's on a yacht sailing outside of San Tropez with a really, maybe one of the hottest women in the world? I know you're busy covering Aaron Rodgers right now at a Green Bay Packers shareholder meeting, but what's more important than Benifer? I think you just uh, stated it perfectly there, Susie. I'm currently in Green Bay, Wisconsin, covering a Packers shareholder meeting. <laughs> uh, a yacht sounds pretty good. Not yeah. that I'm not uh, grateful that I'll be covering another uh, training camp and doing all of our inside training camp live stuff on NFL Network and all that, but yacht always uh, is pretty much better than anything else. Yacht Trump's Green Bay. I'm not saying I feel bad for for Ben Affleck. I'm saying, like, this is probably not the healthiest thing for him to be back in this situation. Tom, he's really worried about about Ben's health. I'm worried about Chris's health, but he's worried about Ben's health. (laughs) All right, poor Tom. He's like, why did I agree to do this? Ben went back after making one movie, making Gigli with her, and made another one. So I'd say he's a glutton for punishment. (laughs) Much like the Packers. Speaking of glutton for punishment. (laughs) Speaking of glutton for punishment, 
I should have done the uh, camera turn like Bryant on that one. Uh, what What is happening there? Because Mike Del Tufo is a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers. He's yes. an owner, Tom, and he would love you to give him a, a fill-in as to what the heck is happening there. Not as much as uh, certain people were probably expecting to happen today. In fact, I just got out of uh, Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy's press conference in which he, he mentioned he thought I thought there would be a lot more booing whether it was against us or against Aaron Rodgers, uh, it was pretty tame, honestly. There were about 4,000 uh, Packers shareholders at the meeting. It was in the Lambeau Field Bowl. It was 90-plus degrees. Everybody's out there baking in the heat. But you know, outside of a few guys, you know, yelling little things of where's Aaron and, you know, uh, Murphy was complimenting the general manager, Brian Gutekunst, and some guy yelled, like, I've never seen him throw a pass. Other than that, it was like nobody, you know, people didn't pile on. It wasn't a you know, a mob scene in there. You know, it was, like I said, pretty a pretty tame atmosphere. You know, we got a few answers from Mark Murphy. He wouldn't dive into, you know, Aaron Rodgers coming back. He said that he does not know if he's going to report uh, tomorrow, uh, be here for practice on Wednesday. I also asked him, do you know or do you have a commitment he'll be here week one? Murphy said he wouldn't get into that either. Uh, he did say that, yeah, they've gotten phone calls, but they've been, you know, very clear that they're not trading Aaron Rodgers. And I said, Mark, so just to be clear, there's no scenario in your head down the line where you would consider trading Rodgers. And he said, no, absolutely not. Mm. So, you know, that's been very consistent both publicly and privately throughout this entire uh, offseason and this entire ordeal. It's really been a matter of how does Aaron Rodgers come back to the Packers or is he willing to execute his one um, biggest piece of leverage, which is not showing up at all you know there's still different levers that rogers can pull uh he could choose to show up of course on his current contract he could continue to push for a revised contract that as we've talked about for months now would give him more power and control over uh how his career in green bay ends he could of course you know announce that he's retiring and eventually unretire and go down that road he could show up five days into training camp eat five days of fifty thousand dollar fines and you know, preserve his uh, the bonus money that they could go after. So there's a lot of different scenarios. Um, you know, certainly there is some level of optimism, and to hear Mark Murphy and Brian Goode couldn't say it today. I mean, they talked about it in the shareholders meeting as if this is just what's going to happen. Looking forward to coming back, strong offensive nucleus led by Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to go try to finish the job after going to two straight NFC Championship games. You know, that's their external messaging, but as we know. Rodgers, for as little as he has said publicly, has done an awfully good job for months now of making clear uh, how exactly he's feeling about the Packers organization. He's Tom Pilicero, the reporter for NFL Network and NFL.com. I'm Susie Schuster, in for Rich Eisen. Tom, do you think anybody outside of David Dunn, his agent, and Aaron Rodgers, maybe Shailene Woodley, do you think anybody knows what's going to happen? That's a great point, Susie, and I've talked about this a little bit on TV, is Aaron is known, even to people that he's close with, is just a very calculated individual. You know, everybody says, like, you know, we know he has a plan, but he hasn't told us what the plan is. And so, you know, from his coaches on down, everybody's kind of been wondering exactly how this is going to play out. And the Packers have, you know, flown people out there to meet with him and talk about the future and, and everything else. But you know, it's not. I think that the one of the mistakes we make in a situation like this is looking at the binary construct of either he shows up or he doesn't. Either he comes back to the Packers, everything is great, or he doesn't come back and it's a, you know it's a disaster. Like there's a lot of shades of gray 
you can go through here. The question really, you know, I, I think primarily has been, is this sustainable? In other words, regardless of what happens in 2021, where is this relationship headed? Is there any way that the Packers can salvage it in terms of long term? Or is this, as uh, Rogers alluded to with his, uh, his post along with Devontae Adams on Instagram over the weekend, is this his last dance? Mm-hmm. Is this his one-year bleep you tour? I'm going to go out and win and play great, and we're going to win the Super Bowl, and then I'm out of here. Um, you know, that's kind of always been the most logical way that this entire thing plays out, just because the Packers, if they want to, and they certainly have to this point, can say, listen, we, we hear what you're saying. We want to fix it. We want to fix the CR quarterback for the long term. And if you're not happy with the fixes, well, we still have you under contract to three years. So, no, we're not going to trade you. We expect you to be a part of this team. And what Rodgers wants is the security. It's not the financial security. The guy's made a ton of money. It is that security that he will not have to wake up one day and find out his career uh, with the Packers is over or find himself in a similar spot to Brett Favre uh, when I was covering that back, whatever that was, 13 years ago now, where Favre felt pressured to make a decision about his future. And, you know, shortly after the NFC Championship game after the 2007 season, he came out and said, I'm retired. In less than a month, he was having second thoughts. Not that Rodgers would go that dire- that direction, but you know, when Favre came back and said, you know what, guys, I do want to play, the Packers said, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. But Rodgers wants to have something that very few athletes and specifically NFL players have, which is the ability to call his own shot on how things come to an end with his longtime team. And why wouldn't he want the exact same thing that Tom Brady has? I mean, let's face it, he's also a once-in-a-lifetime kind of player. He's smart. He's calculated. He's seeing Tom Brady go ahead and rebuild a team in his own image, and why wouldn't he want the same thing? Well, and that's where the Patriots landed, too, which was they were doing something to Tom Brady's contract at the end, which was moving money up, uh, adding incentives, allowing him to you know make his money now, but also uh, set up the contract in such a way that regardless, Tom Brady was going to hit the free agent market. Even if he had agreed with the Patriots, they could not redo his deal until after free agency opened. So, yeah, you know the difference there was Tom Brady for a long time was not making top of the market. Uh, type of money and essentially played out his deal with Rodgers. If you're talking about, and I know that um, you know a couple of my colleagues tweeted about this earlier. If you're talking about going to, it's a one-year deal and the rest of it voids. I mean, I, I mentioned that scenario to another general manager who's been interested in that this morning. He goes, "Why in the world would the Packers do that?" And I said, "I don't think this is not their idea. This could be a potential solution from Rodgers' side. It's just it's very delicate." And again, you know that Rodgers has had a plan through this entire offseason. He's told other players, I'm going to be out of there. You know, but at some point, there are realities that you have to deal with in terms of the contract, in terms of the Packers' leverage in this situation. Uh, you know, Mark Murphy didn't really dive deep into it, but he did reference when he was asked about what happens if Aaron's not here. He said, well, there's a whole CBA process. And that entails, again, barring a retirement, it's $50,000 mandatory fines. Starting on day six of training camp, if Rodgers is still not here, they can begin going after signing bonus money, which all adds up to if he skips out on all the training camp at the end of the season, it's like $30 million. You're talking about pretty significant financial penalties, even for a guy who's got plenty of money to throw around. Yeah, it's a lot of money to leave behind. Tom Pelissaro joining us here on The Rich Eisen Show. Question for you about vaccines, because you were really ahead of the curve on reporting this. Is this a partnership, you think, between the union and the league to get players vaccinated? Because... I'm just curious about what you're hearing in terms of how this is going forward. No question. And the NFL and NFLPA medical experts who 
you know, let's back up for a second. The league and the union have not agreed on much for decades now. Uh, you know, it's been acrimonious collective bargaining negotiations and whatnot. But on COVID, uh, there was a real partnership. I mean, Roger Goodell and Demora Smith did their first uh, joint press conference in like 10 years at the Super Bowl. So they've very much been close throughout the COVID issue. And their medical experts have very much worked in lockstep on the vaccination issue. Everything in terms of the protocols, in terms of, you know, the differences between vaccinated and unvaccinated players, all of that was, if not bargained, it was certainly discussed. And they came to um, agreements on it because you'll hear the same uh, rhetoric from both sides of this, which is the vaccines are safe, they are effective, and the best way that we can have a full NFL season, and the part they don't say, we can all make all of our money from the first 17-game NFL season, is to get as many people vaccinated as possible. The only piece that is not uh, negotiated is, you know, the things when we're talking about the league disciplining teams, such as if you have a outbreak of unvaccinated players that cause the game to be canceled and cannot be rescheduled within the 18-game window, then the team with that outbreak forfeits the game. Nobody gets paid on either team, but that was the case last year, too. If a game Mm -hmm. wasn't played, no players would get paid. The only new thing is the forfeit, which is league discipline for the club, which is a slightly different thing. But, yes, to answer your question uh, shortly, it's they are very much working together on these protocols, even though the union has wanted and the league on some level has also wanted to not have this be mandated, to focus on education uh, and incentives instead of forcing people to do it and the fights that that would cause. You know, they've got, what, 83-plus percent of uh, NFL players have already had at least one shot of the vaccine. Uh, There's 10 clubs that are above 90%. Every club is above 60%. These are, if you talk about the comparable uh, demographic for men, 18 to 34, whatever it is, uh, they're very much ahead of where the country is right now. Tom, I I just want to point out to you that this may be the only show that you do today where you can talk about Aaron Rodgers, vaccines, and Benefer. So I want to thank you for your time. And I, I hope you feel special in that. <laughs> I got I got several hours of TV left. You never know. But yes, Susie, I'd say that. <laughs> Don Filizaro, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Lots more Rich Eisen Show when we come back. Butthuggers. I promised you we would talk about it. We will end the show talking about butthuggers. That's up ahead on the Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. You're the perfect person to ask this, Bill Burr. Why do New England fans act so miserable? Why must you be... I didn't know that we did. Oh, stop. Unhappy in order to be happy. You don't think so? No, I I, I think that that's everybody's reaction to the jealousy of wanting to live through what we've lived through in the last 15 years. Because people always say stuff. Yeah, they say stuff like, don't you get sick of winning? Don't you? You're sick of it, right? Isn't it like boring? It must be like boring because that's all they have. They all they have. No, it's awesome. I hope it continues, and I've enjoyed every second of it. And when it's over, 
you know, it's it's going to be over. Well, I mean, this guy over there, Brockman, with his Red Sox cap over there. Do you have the David Price sound that where he was bitching about David Price after the Yankees beat him up in, what was that, game two? Play it. Go for it for Bill Burr. I want him to quit. I want him to retire <laughs> on the spot. Yeah, he's not going to do I that. I didn't go that That's hard. what I want. <laughs> he was terrible. Part of you... So furious at David Price. I'm so furious. But you were you were kind of feeling good though. Like you're getting it off your chest. Like you could It was therapeutic. See what I'm saying? That's what what's with is there something about Name another sports fan that that sees their guy? I don't know. Just like I'm maybe I'm just a much more sunny disposition type guy. Were you screaming at Harbaugh? This is about him. (laughs) This is about how great he is. Oh, now I see where this is going. I was confused. You know, Rich, I I, I, okay, you spoon fed it to me. I want to tell you something, Rich. Out of all the sports shows I go on, I think you are the the nicest, most (laughs) even keel, pleasant, respectful to other fan base. No, I just think it goes back to like the tea party. You know, it goes all the way back to like, you, you, like you don't feel represented. You feel like you're taxed. You feel like a taxed sports fan. Do you, feel, do you fan, feel the jealousy? Oh, don't, don't you love that? Feel you it? haven't been represented in the sports it's universe. Like, it's always no. great. It's, like it's always great when I board. when I have another teammate come into studio because I'm teamed up against two on one with the New York. Don't you hate any time like there's a big Boston uh, game? What they show, they always show like lighthouses, lobster fishermen, and Paul Revere. Like, oh yeah, that's Massachusetts. I didn't see, I never saw any of that growing up. I, I didn't have any lobster fishermen friends. I never went to a lighthouse, and I never went to the Freedom Trail. I never did it. I, I I've seen the line painted on the sidewalk. You know, who goes to a tourist attraction in your own city? Exactly. You only do it when relatives come to town. Oh, like, do you want to? I want to go to the USS Constitution. Oh, do you? Here's where. Cheers you want to stand in line yeah. down there? Well, have a great time. I'm going to go to a dive bar. Where do you want to go next? You want to go to Cheers? Yeah. <laughs> just to let you know, it doesn't look like that when you go inside. So just take a picture outside. If Ted Danson's not there. Yeah, you want to get some chowder? I hate clam chowder. It's disgusting. <laughs> it tastes like somebody already ate it and then spit it back into the bowl. Looks the same way. <laughs> Closing out this blackout edition of the Rich Eisen Show, Susie Schuster and TJ I mean, Just for the record, like, we're not blacked out. <laughs> yeah. like, no, we not, had not a blackout. We had a blackout. Yeah, yeah. I just, just for the record, in case anyone was concerned, because we've been talking about we're going to drink tomorrow. So, like, we're not blacked out. No. Yeah. We had a blackout. You might be blackout drunk tomorrow at the end of well, three hours, stop. but no, Chris I, I, Brockman, I, I, Mike I mean, Deltupo. I got to pick up my son. I can't be doing that. I know. I know, but it's it, listen. <laughs> we've survived a, a blackout, so we, we had a lot a going on today. We had a, it was a Monday, like TJ. We had a case of the Mondays. Just, we oh, had a case stuff of the Mondays. What a show it's been, though. Case yeah. of the Mondays. I promised that we yes. would talk about this, guys, because <laughs> I feel very strongly that with a woman in the chair, we have to address the butt hugging that's happening here at the Olympics. Let's do it. And Peacock, <laughs> explain to me why guy gymnasts wear long pants and a tank top, and women wear a long sleeve shirt. And a butt hugger. Explain to me why, like I'm an idiot, like I don't know, but explain to me why in beach volleyball, the girls are spiking and then having to pick a wedge, but the guys don't have to do that. So what team was it, Chris? Was it Germany that was upset about it? Germany. Sweden, one of those guys. No, hang on. Those uh, guys. Well, hold on. Was it Norway? Uh, it was something Norway more there. Norway, And the girls were saying, why should we have to wear these things? I think they got fined. There was a whole brouhaha Butthuggers, you guys, maybe it's 2021. Is it time to outlaw the butthugger? It is Germany. Germany? Well, there was a handball team, too, right. that was... Uh... 
I mean, I know you want to hear about Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, but we're talking butthuggers, people. That's a drop. There's obviously no (laughs) no need for it. I I don't know why it's still a thing. I mean, I I wouldn't say there's no need for it, but. Right. TJ. It doesn't, it doesn't serve. It, there's no competitive advantage. It's bananas. You know why? You know what's not fun? Trying to spike a ball or run across the beach and, and worrying about uh, perhaps. Um, I mean, I will say. Some inclusion. The, the, the water polo, the men's water polo team, they wear Speedos. Yeah. They no, do. Nobody yeah. complains why? that Michael Phelps wears those exactly. little tights that are like this big. Did you notice? That Katie Ledecky, when she swam last night, which Taylor and I were watching swimming, it was amazing. But the girls are now wearing these like longer one pieces because you're more uh, aerodynamic, aerodynamic yeah. to supposed go through to be the a water. Competitive advantage, yeah. Well, the so men a few years ago started wearing the kind of bike shorts, yeah. Down sure they the did. Knees, but but traditionally, so why are the guys, water polo those, guys behind? Like, what, what's up with that? Those know. water polo trunks are so young. There, I mean, there's nothing young. there. There's nothing there. So I mean, water polo I, looks like the hardest sport to do, and I would surely drown in like ten seconds. Well, let's go over <laughs> things again that we would or wouldn't do in the Olympics because we're all enthralled, infatuated, watching Peacock, having a. I'm actually having the greatest time. I love the Olympics. I love the stories. However, water polo. So you're treading water nope. the whole time. The while whole trying, time. While trying to get it's the like ball eight, into a small. It's like net. an eight foot pool, and you have to tread water. No, thank you. We've I would, already I determined. Would we've already determined. That Chris is going to watch tutorials to learn how to that uncomfortable serve. That really weird, like weird. They I'm the serving ball. you in the restaurant serve. Like I'm going to do it. How about the guy that bit it uh, skateboarding? Did you see that one? I didn't see that. One. Oh, go back and watch that guy. That guy. Remember that guy? That yeah. Guy. No, I know that guy. <laughs> that he guy. he like ran into that the guy. rail. Oh, he went he went uh, full Monty. Right into the rail. At, least, at least the women last night, I mean, girls, literally, they were 13, 16. At least they were wearing helmets. Yeah. The dudes are just wearing, like, the backwards cap that Nike gave them. <laughs> and, like, cuffed cargo pants. I mean, these girls are so cool. They're, like, also, going to Urban Outfitters with their mom and then going out for Japanese <laughs> barbecue to celebrate. Can we talk about how cool the skateboarders are, that they're doing their Olympic event, the highest of high in, comp- in competitiveness, with their cell phone in their pocket while listening to their AirPods? <laughs> AirPods. Wait a minute! I thought we were going to dedicate this to talking about uh, the booty, and this now is we're a talking family about show, TJ. You know? Yeah, that we're going to be drinking of booty. Elizabeth <laughs> Banks joins us tomorrow. Yes. Just saying, how's that for a segue? <laughs> Wet hot American summer, by the way. Twenty years ago tomorrow, and Jeez. we have Elizabeth Banks. Love we're going to talk about her new podcast, which is great. She's calling in from Ireland. And uh, perhaps we'll bring back the butt hugger conversation yet again once we're having mimosas here and hoping not to have a blackout. <laughs> yeah, have think, a blackout, yeah. not get blackout. Yeah, let's revisit this tomorrow because I got some discussion. stuff to say about that. Yeah, maybe we'll know tomorrow if Aaron Rodgers shows up. Oh. We'll get some guests. Deshaun well, Watson, we know he's there. 50 thou. He's not going to. He's got 10.54 million reasons to show up. Yeah, he's yeah. not giving up that money. He's not giving up that money. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mick Jagger, too, by the way. 78 years young. Wow. Wow, really? Yeah. Any other birthdays? What else? Sa- you got? Sandra Bullock, Kate Beckinsale, Jason Statham, beautiful bald man, Helen Mirren, beautiful woman, Jeremy Piven, Stanley Kubrick. Wow. He's no longer with us, but it's his birthday. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. Stay with too the fast. Glass. Raise your glass to freedom. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>